This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, May 16th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. USDA planning up to $20 billion in aid. Roundup banned at top ag school. And EU drops ethanol duties, but U.S. dairy urges retaliation. Purdue, no long-term trade damage. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue expressing confidence that U.S. farmers won't suffer any long-term damage from the Trump administration's trade war with China. Speaking from South Korea on a conference call with reporters, Perdue said his optimism is based on the commitments China has made during negotiations with the U.S. Chinese have agreed to a significant increase in their purchases of U.S. commodities. Purdue also confirmed that the administration is looking at providing between 15 and $20 billion in additional trade assistance that will include direct payments as well as some purchases of commodities for international food aid. He said USDA is looking at some possible changes in the way payments have been structured under the market facilitation program that was created last year after China imposed retaliatory tariffs on U.S. exports. Purdue did not provide any details of possible changes beyond saying the department would seek to address the complaints it has received about the way the payments were calculated. Purdue said we will look at the history of what happened with the program and try to learn from it. Producers proposing changes to MFP. Ideas are swirling among farm groups on how the next round of MFP payments should be structured. The first iteration of the program was based on 2018 production, but some farmers who had smaller harvest in 2018 complained that's unfair and have been efforts as well to allow 2017 production as an alternative base. The National Corn Growers Association wants the payment rate for corn raised higher than the one cent a bushel offered in the first round. South Dakota lawmakers will be appealing to USDA to base the new payments on 2018 acreage and average yield. The National Farmers Union said in a letter to USDA that the next MFP payment should be based on historical production. Now, don't miss this. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin uh, said a deal is near with Canada and Mexico on steel and aluminum trade. The issue has been delaying the approval of the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. You can read the story at agripulse.com. Roundup banned at top ag school. The war on glyphosate in California has taken a new turn. The president of the University of California system, Janet Napolitino, has banned the use of the herbicide on all of the UC campuses, according to a memo obtained by AgriPulse. The ban includes UC Davis, one of the nation's most prestigious agriculture research institutions. But there also is a major loophole in the ban. Agriculture operations and ag research projects will be exempted. Napolitino cited concerns about possible human health and ecological hazards, as well as potential legal and reputational risk. It started with volleyball. The environmental advocacy group Herbicide Free UC began lobbying the UC president and regents on the issue after volleyball practice one day three years ago. UC Berkeley Beach volleyball coach cautioned students not to chase after balls because glyphosate had just been sprayed. Two of the athletes took action, and ever since, the courts have been hand-weeded. EU opts to halt duties on U.S. ethanol. The European Commission on Wednesday decided not to renew anti-dumping duties on U.S. ethanol that have been in place since 2013. That's a move that was immediately applauded by U.S. farm and fuel groups. The decision today and the EU to allow more open access for U.S. ethanol is very welcomed by our industry and the members of the U.S. Grains Council. 
That's the word of Tom Slate, the group's president and CEO. He said, we look forward to working with our customers and counterparts in the EU to fulfill the ethanol demanded by their biofuels policy and environment and price-conscious consumers. U.S. ethanol exports to the European Union dropped from about 175 million gallons in 2012 to roughly 25 million gallons in 2013 after the EU levied a 9% tariff on the fuel. That according to data from the Renewable Fuels Association. U.S. dairy wants duties on EU product. The Trump administration wants proposals on how to punish European countries for their Airbus subsidies, and American dairy farmers are stepping forward. The U.S. filed suit against the EU and several individual countries for unfairly subsidizing Airbus. The U.S. first won its case and then a secondary decision in the World Trade Organization that the Europeans failed to stop the illegal subsidies. Now, the U.S. Trade Representative is looking to strike back with countermeasures, and National Milk Producers Federation President and CEO Jim Mulhern told the agency on Wednesday it should slap duties on European dairy products as part of the punishment. We have a unique opportunity to make a big dent in the dairy market access gap we face with Europe, including EU cheeses, yogurt, and butter on this list, as USTR has proposed, is entirely warranted, and we would encourage you to add additional EU dairy-related tariff lines, according to Mulhern. The U.S. has a $1.6 billion dairy trade deficit with the EU, thanks to tariff and non-tariff barriers, that according to Mulhern. Interior Chief Deflects Ethics Challenges. Interior Secretary David Bernhardt frustrated Democrats on the House Natural Resources Committee who seemed intent at a hearing yesterday on getting him to admit to ethics violations. Not surprisingly, he didn't. Bernhardt has been dogged by questions about whether he has acted while at Interior to benefit former clients, including the Westlands Water District in California. He's also been criticized for holding up a biological opinion on the impacts of chlorpyrifos and two other insecticides on endangered species. But Bernhardt insisted at the hearing that he has not met with former clients and that industry views didn't factor at all into the decision I made about the biological opinion. EPA is planning to change its process for determining when it must consult with other agencies on the impacts of pesticides on endangered species. This came up, too. Bernhardt was asked whether he's concerned that atmospheric carbon dioxide levels have reached their highest level in human history. His reply, I haven't lost any sleep over it. Well, that prompted a social media response from Representative Shelley Pingray of Maine, who tweeted, Wow, the nation's interior secretary shouldn't be apathetic about science. The rest of us are losing sleep because we care about the future of our planet, sir. Well, here's today's He Said It. There's as much chance of having a Green New Deal as there is snow in July in Washington. That House Agriculture Chairman Colin Peterson of Minnesota to members of the National Association of Farm Broadcasting yesterday. Well, that is Daybreak for this Thursday, May 16th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.